Hey, Cormac, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Cool. Um, so for the viewers that um, are listening at home, maybe just give off a little quick intro about who you are and what you do. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Cormac Gray, and I am the director and founder of Top 10 Marketing. Uh, we are an agency based here on the Gold Coast, and we do social media ads for Shopify stores. So uh, we're pretty niche down. We, we really just specialize with fashion labels, jewelry labels, uh, beauty, anything really in apparel. Uh, that's our little niche. That's our little groove. Um, currently, we have a team of seven people. Uh, we manage around 40 to 45 clients at the moment. I'll have to double check that. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, been a, it's been a crazy ride, especially in 2020. Yeah, no, that's amazing, man. Like, um, you know, looking at your socials, it seems like you guys are absolutely smashing it, especially in 2020. Um, like, how long have you guys been in, in business today? Yeah, I think over two and a half years. We had a rebrand this year, but over two and a half years when I started the agency, I was doing a little bit of work before that. So I was like managing accounts. I did a lot of free work just to kind of get my hands dirty and learn the whole industry and how ads worked. Um, yeah. But yeah, just a little over two and a half years now. Yeah. So just a bit of context, how old are you? 23. 23, yeah, okay. So all right, yeah. let's, let's kind of like, like go all the way back, right? So like, because currently <laughs> you're a 23-year-old, after 23 mm. years old, you're managing a team of seven at an agency, yeah. managing 40 or so clients, like, and you used to be an accountant. Cause so kind of talk me through those yeah. steps of how you went from being an accountant to managing, you know, a, a massive team running, you know, an, an awesome agency. Yeah. So crazy journey, super random jumping from uh, an accountant to a digital agency owner. Um, I started university, I went to Bond University uh, here on the Gold Coast when I was 18. Uh, I, they smashed out the degree, so I did mine in like two and a half years and I graduated with a Bachelor of Commerce and then I went straight into an accounting gig. So I was an accountant for like six, seven months and the people there were great. I just, I hated it. I, um, I really didn't enjoy doing the work. I think, you know, for the first couple of months I was scanning in receipts and it was yeah. just like, the most brain dead thing. I remember just sitting there like this, this can't be it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I, I kind of made the decision to, I'm like, you know, what really got me going was seeing uh, a lot of the, the businesses that were coming up on the Gold Coast. And one of the biggest ones was High Smart. You know, Nick and Alex, they're yeah, based here on yeah. the Gold Coast. I remember back in high school, we were hearing about those guys and, you know, hitting like five mil, 10 mil years. And you're like, what the heck? How is this yeah. possible? And I remember my boss at the time when I was an accountant, um, he said to me, oh, you know how they do it? And I'm like, mm. nah, like how do they do it? Like how would you even start something like that? He goes, there's a site called Alibaba. Look it up, uh, type in teeth whitening kits. Uh, yeah. And then you see them there for like $5.99. And then you go onto their website and they're selling them for like 80 bucks. And I'm like, what? This is like, mm. this is like the key. And from yeah. that point, I was just like, all right, I'm going to start my first e-commerce store. So I tried a couple of uh, e-commerce stores. I tried drop shipping. Uh, that didn't really work. I didn't really have a passion for that. Uh, I tried like a, a couple of random ones, but none of them were really getting traction. Mm. And at that time, when I was in the accounting gig, uh, me and my boss, we had got along really, really well. And um, he said, hey, like I know, I, I presented a couple of e-com stores to him because he had experience in that field too. And yeah. I presented a couple to him and he goes, yeah, like these are all great, but you know what's really, uh, I guess, valuable and, and something that could be uh, uh, something to look into, uh, this whole agency thing. 
And mm. uh, what, what, what I could do is uh, we could create something. And I've been, I've been wanting to do this for a while. Uh, I'll give you 20% of the business uh, and we'll call it New Wave Digital. And, you know, I'm already mm. looking to get out of the, the accounting game. So we have this meeting. Uh, he says, you know, you can work half as an accountant so you keep having money come in or you can just go full in and, you know, you probably won't get paid up until uh, you get your first client. And I'm like, I'm going head first. Yeah. So leave the accounting side, go in, start creating this new wave digital business. Um, and it was like the most fun. It was super stressful. Uh, it was a bit strange for me because I was still working within an accounting uh, yeah. office and I was the only one trying to get this branch, this new, this new branch started. Yeah. So yeah, for the first couple of months, you know, I was just basically trying to do work for free and yeah. uh, get as many, uh, clients as I can and, and basically learning off courses. So mm. we've spent so much money on buying courses just to get my knowledge uh, yeah. around how to actually launch these ads and, uh, you know, learning that it's not all about impressions and clicks. It's about getting an ROI and how do you mm. measure that? And, you know, then getting more into the e-commerce brands. Um, and yeah, so that was kind of like the beginnings. That's kind of like how I, I got my entry into it, which is great. Um, the thing that really turned it around for me was when I got my first lighthouse client which was mm. uh james swimwear yeah jamie allen was um she was a big influencer at the time and we said to her we'll do your work for free if you give us a video testimonial talking about how good new app digital was and, rah, 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 and the results that we got you mm. so we did her work for free uh it was in like november uh 2018 i think and then she sent us back a video mm. um literally just saying that new wave digital is great. And uh, from that point, we, we edited it, we put it into an ad, we launched it out to everybody else. And the second we used that strength of, you know, not us telling people how good we are, but other yeah. people telling other people how good we are. Yeah. Uh, we started to get a lot of people start to book in. Hey, I saw you work for Jamie Allen. She spoke so highly yeah. of you. Uh, I would love to book in a call. We booked it in, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm starting to scale up my ad spend with this one video mm. and I'm starting to get a lot more clients come in. So, you know, I'm yeah. starting to kind of like build this traction up and, and, and build my client base. And we kind of just took off from there. Yeah. And at, so at that point, you're like 21 years old, 20, 22 or 20. So yeah, 20, 20 years old going out to businesses, you know, trying to get them to give you like some sort of like work, work for free for a testimonial situation. Like, super super daunting i can imagine like yeah 20 years old going to establish businesses hey i know digital marketing come you know give me the work yeah. like how did you kind of approach I got, I got that conversation yeah yeah i got i got some i got some uh wake up calls throughout that whole process i remember i downloaded one of the courses we bought was um cat house uh facebook ads that yeah cat house, she teaches yeah. you all about yeah she's mad she's well known and um she she does this whole thing about you know how um, you should pitch somebody. And mm. I remember I got into a call with this one guy and I, this is me without any experience. I remember getting this call with one guy and I'm following Kat's script that she's laid out and I'm super nervous. He can't see me because he's over the phone, but I'm like red in the face. Yeah. And um, I pitch him four and a half grand or something crazy. Cause she just says, go big or go home. Yeah. And he turns around to me and he says, mate, are you crazy? How long have you been in business? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, what, three months, four months. And I'm like, Oh, like, yeah, I kind of like dance around the question. He goes, I've been in business for 20 years. That is, and I know a bad deal when I hear one, there's no way I'm getting on that, uh, that deal yeah. with you. 
And I remember just my heart sinking. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, the business yeah. is going down. Like I can't yeah. even close anybody. Yeah, there was, there was so many instances like that. And being such a young kid, you don't kind of have that, I guess, security or even that world knowledge. Like I'm fresh out of uni, you know, I don't even mm. know how these industries or any industry really goes. Yeah. So yeah, I had to take a couple of punches to the face verbally, uh, so to speak. Um, and, and a lot of rejection at the beginning, which is super, super tough. Yeah, no, that, that's, big. that's probably like one of the most frightening things ever, like actually trying to sell to someone when almost you, you yourself don't almost believe or think, you know, you have the experience. Mm. It's kind of like an imposter syndrome because like yeah. you know, every, every business owner kind of starting a new business is in that same position, right? Like one yeah. month into the business and you're trying to get someone to, you know, come on board as a client. Um, yeah there's a bit of like this, this doubt in your mind, you know, how do I actually get this person on board? Cause you don't even have the confidence yourself at some point. So that's uh, super, Absolutely. super crazy. Yeah. So how was that transition? Yeah. Like going from almost like, yeah, although because you were, you had a, you had a mentor like, um, and there was like a bit of a business relationship. You did have this safety net of still working as an accountant and doing this part time. Right. But yeah, that transition from like, kind of almost like freelancer to business owner where you're actually, instead of just you're a marketer, you're out actually trying to get sales. You actually, you know, you're yeah. marketing, you're doing all these different things. Like tell me about that um, experience. Yeah. So I think every freelance, everyone starts off as a freelancer, especially in the digital yeah. agency game. You either go to one thing, you Google ads, you're a website developer, you do Facebook ads. Yeah everybody has to start off a stage and when you're at that stage you're like the ceo of your own business and you're wearing like all the hats you're on the finance mm -hmm. hat the operations hat the sales hat marketing hat um and mm -hmm. that's fine when you're at a certain scale and i experienced especially towards the end of the 2019 year um mm -hmm. massive massive growth of clients so i kind of I got past the point of learning how to, or, or, you know, getting all the rejections. And once we got that video testimonial, it was really yeah. helpful for us to kind of close a lot more clients. So yeah, as I got better at sales calls, I was closing a lot more people. I had up to, I think maybe 15 clients at one mm. point and I, it was just me in the business. Yeah. Um, and you know, I had onboarded some pretty like awesome brands too. And I couldn't believe I had them, but, I had all these sales calls still booked for the next week. I had 15 clients now needing all their work done and strategies to be worked on. And I had to do a million other things and it was just me. So mm -hmm. I got to this stage where, you know, I wasn't able to fulfill a lot of my operational roles and, and I guess deliver the service as best as I possibly could because of all these other priorities. So yeah, sure. it was at that point where I was like, all right, now I need to start hiring people and I really need to get somebody else in to take over um, either the ad side of things or the admin side of things um, or else this thing is going to be stagnant. And when I learned that lesson, I had lost maybe like seven clients. So I had like gone down half of the business, but you know, I was, I was loving that one month because we had hit like a record revenue month and sales and we were, we were mm. stoked. So that was a bit of pill to swallow, but I knew that I, I kind of had to adapt this, this mindset of, um, take three steps back to go 10 steps forward. Yeah. So I knew that if I were to hire somebody, I have to pay maybe at least five grand to get the setup, laptop, desktop, you know, the yeah. uh, keyboard, mouse, all that kind of stuff, a desk um, and their wage. 
So that's yeah. a big expense. And you mm-hmm. know, I'm paying, I'm, this is how I'm funding my life, but now I'm gonna have to take a massive cut to uh, get somebody else in so I can take this thing further. Yeah. And I had to bite the, bite the bullet there and uh, just say, okay, well, I need to get somebody in. So I got an admin person in, which is Christy, still here mm-hmm. today. And then I got an intern as well, which was a guy that I got, uh, that I knew from high school, which was Mark. Mm-hmm. And I got Mark on the ads and I got Christy on the admin. And um, basically there was like at that point, pretty much no profit in the business because all the money was going out to just wages and yeah. uh, ads. But what it allowed me to do was go from, I think we were doing maybe like 15, 20 K months at that time to 30 to 50 K months, depending on how big some of the clients were, but it yeah. allowed that extra room, that extra space then to kind of grow that bit further. So yeah. For about two months, three months, we were um, we were kind of tracking along the same, uh, trying to get new clients on after the ones that we lost. Yeah. But once I did get that ball rolling again, I could surpass the point where I had reached that record month and keep going. Yeah. Um, and now the operational side, everyone's starting to understand their roles and deliver the better service. So now we're actually looking like an agency at this point because we've got a team of three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was only until the point where I was able to dish out and let go of the reins of uh, all these other jobs, which is tough as well for a business owner. Yeah, because yeah. Last, no one's going to be able to do it as good as you. You know, yeah. I was the best at ads and uh, not, I, in my mind, no one was able to, get to, no one was able to do uh, ads as well as I could. But I had to kind of let go of that and give that uh, responsibility to someone else. And the second I did, we were able to really kind of take it that much more further. Yeah. And, and it's also like, in your mind, no one will care about the business as much as you, right? So you, you wouldn't, you know, think your employees would go above and beyond. So it's almost like that, you know, you're going to have to let go and kind of give, give trust into your employees and stuff like that, right? It's, and it's, it's super tough, it's just, especially when so you're a business and, Yeah. And, and when you like, have a close client relationship. Yeah, exactly. So in that, tra- like that period where you actually, um, did you hand over any of your clients to, your your new employees and did any of your clients leave because of that or um yeah so i had to go through that um i had to do it in a way where i made it clear like i'm not just passing you off to somebody else or in 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 the business owner's mind a nine-to-five guy who doesn't give a crap about their business um so i had to say to them look i've got a new digital strategist here um he's going to do a lot of the implementation work um and i'm going to be overseeing you know, strategies things like that so i'm yeah. fully take myself out of the picture uh because i think that i also i also couldn't because you know this guy mark was still learning um yeah. and yeah that was a bit of a, a tricky transition but i we have to be kind of upfront and transparent be like look we're looking to grow uh we have new mm. people coming on this is the way this new team structure is going to be but when we put it to our clients we pitched it like there's going to be more time put towards your ads. Uh, yeah. You know, more benefit is created here, more benefits created here. And then when, once we kind of pitched it like that, um, they were like, okay, I'm happy with that. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Not like completely taking, you know, hundred percent off the, of the, you know, client and yeah, kind of transitioning yeah. in a way that you're still involved. Yeah. Get on a call, have a meeting with them and be like, yo, like this is the way it's going to be. If you have any concerns, like let's talk about it right now. And if there's yeah. anything that you still want to be existent as it was before, then we can work with you on that as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, being transparency with your clients is probably the biggest thing that I've come to learn, especially as an agency, especially hearing, and you probably heard this on your side as well, the mm. amount of brands out there that get 
heavily burnt by these other agencies um, because they're just not transparent and they're just not, uh, I guess, you know, they do the whole overpromise thing as well. But mm. I, I knew that that was probably the biggest change as we started to grow as an agency to make sure that we avoided those flaws uh, that a lot of other agencies carry, yeah. which was lack of transparency and things like that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I, I, that's so true. Um, so just just for reference, like how long was it in your agency until you made your first hire? Um, maybe three years. Sorry, I think you've cut out for us. Oh, I might have cut out. So is there right a few it was over a year, yeah. About a year? Sorry, you cut out again. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> cool, yeah. I mean, our agency, I mean, we work with a bunch of contractors and stuff. You know, we, like, they're, they're our, basically our intelligence. We call them our employees, essentially. But, um, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. we are, Jacob and I, we are growing. And it, it's a bit different because, because it's a, your situation, you were kind of doing everything, although you did have a business partner, it was basically you doing all the work. Whereas Jake, yeah. you know, we can kind of spread that workload across, you know, two different sectors. Um, you know, Jacob is more so the implementation success and strategy, and I'm more um, business ops, you know, sales and, you know, that side of things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. actually delegating, it's a bit easier for us. So um, yeah, we're definitely looking to actually hire more like an admin um, coordinator soon, which is great. Um, we're only like eight months into the business, which is um, super awesome. So um, the thing I'd yeah. love to ask you and kind of get your thoughts on is because you didn't actually go from a like an agency background, you didn't have that experience. Whereas Jacob and I, we literally worked with you know three or four different agencies, you know, collectively got all the experience mm. and learnings and understood the ins and outs of the agency game. Saw the the pitfalls of you know clients getting burned, the white lies and ethical practices, and that's kind yeah. of why we built Journey Digital to go more of the ROI route, um, kind of actually getting results for clients. Whereas you didn't get that experience, so mm. do you think that's, um, I guess, a weakness or a strategic advantage? Do you think that you know you're not stuck into a mold of what it's supposed to be like, kind of thing, or yeah, what do you thought? Yeah, great question. Um, I had I had some experience from the accounting side. So in a professional uh, point of view, uh, I guess I had that kind of experience, how to do client dealings, which did definitely help me out a lot. Um, but yeah, you're right. No experience in the ad side of things. Like I came from, mm. you know, no background on how to do marketing at all. There was no one there that had any marketing skills. No one that's been in the industry for 10, 20 years. Yeah. Um, so I kind of had to learn it all by myself. I think the one thing that really allowed me to do that and learn it and, and get to the stage where, where I am is, uh, I have a bit of an, an obsessive personality. So when I find something that I really like, I can't leave it alone mm. when I get to work, when I get home, when I wake up, like it's literally all I think about and it's literally all I do. Um, and I think that everybody can, everybody might have that obsessive personality, but it has mm. to be around something that you might actually be really passionate in. Passionate yeah. in. I kind of found my route with Facebook and Instagram ads. And the second I kind of learned a little bit more about it, then I became obsessed about it. And I think that I also had that passion too, which allowed me to be obsessed about it. it allowed me to put all these hours in and learning about it. Um, so I think that if anybody else is out there that's trying to, for example, start an agency and maybe coming from no experience, no background, um, the only way you can 
in my perspective, be successful with an agency and, and starting this is to really be obsessed about it. Really want to learn yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, follow all the digital marketers, listen to nonstop um, podcasts, you know, um, just follow it like a religion. Then yeah. you'll learn everything you need to know. And at that point, you can kind of add your own twist to it. Um, I think it, it would have been a, a benefit for me as well, coming from uh, no experience with the digital agency and knowing the way I want to do things. So I didn't have yeah. like that, I guess, uh, that stuff implanted in my mind. Well, this is the way it needs to be because it's what the other yeah. agency did. Um, yeah. I, I kind of adopted the mindset of there's no right way to do things. There's just what's right for you. So yeah. I just did that and I knew that I wanted to take it, the agency in this direction. And uh, that's the way I went. Yeah, no, that's, that's super, super awesome. I think it's pretty funny that you mentioned that um, you're kind of about, you know, do what, do what works for you and kind of, you know, as long as we kind of get that result. It's, it's so funny because Jacob and I, bit of context, um, I'm very, well, first off, I'm extremely passionate. It's good to see that, you know, I found like you are kind of the same, like, you know, I listen to yeah. you know, podcasts and everything like before I sleep, like I'm super, super obsessed. So I would echo your statement. Like, even if it's not an agency, whether it's a business, it's e-com, it's whatever it is, you need to really be passionate and do it mm. because you absolutely love it. Don't, don't build something just because you saw um, like Gymshark IPO for a billion dollars kind of thing. Like don't, don't build a fitness brand because of that. Like actually, if you genuinely are passionate about it and have a, a see a gap in the market and you want to solve it kind of thing, that's when you build it. Um, but yeah, in terms 100%. of um, what uh, Jacob and I, he's very, um, you know, he's all about results and kind of, you know, all of that thing, but I'm all about process and that's kind of my flaw. So I'm very systematic and methodical. Um, standard operating procedures, do it this way so that we get consistent outcomes with Jacob's. Oh, it's the way to be. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's very hard because Jacob is uh, he, uh, but he's amazing, right? Um, gets results with clients and super, super, you know, um, high performing. But it's just the two different work ethic, uh, not work ethics, but ways of working. Um, yeah. So it's just really interesting that you, you kind of mentioned that. Um, and yeah, do, do you kind of instill that into your your employees? Like, oh, it doesn't necessarily matter how you get there, or is it more systemized? Like, you need to follow some sort of process. Like, yeah. I definitely don't micromanage yeah. at all. Like yeah. I let the guys have their free reign. Um, but I, I'm able to do that because I think the biggest benefit to, to our agency is that we, we actually don't outsource anything. So everything's mm. done here on the Gold Coast. Like I literally have seven, seven people, six people behind me right now, uh, yeah. all working. And because of that, it's, it's allowed me to show them my ways of working. And uh, by sitting next to them, really kind of any questions that they might have or any ways to do things or whatever, they can just ask me directly. Um, so, yeah, I definitely don't micromanage in that yeah. respect. Everybody works differently. I think that everyone needs to be left alone to find their own groove and get into their own things, yeah. um, which really helps us out and really helps them work day to day because these guys are in here every single day. I mean, like also, yeah. I'm, I'm on the flip side of things. I think that working nine to five is crazy. You know what I yeah. mean? So, I agree. Uh, these guys, their livelihoods and everything like that, it needs to be um, catered to them uh, and, and how this business operates needs to be catered to them or else, you know, they might go somewhere else or they might, you know, just lose all passion in the industry and, and, and go mm. and do something that they, you know, so who knows. But um, in saying that, yeah, I don't micromanage, but we also have systems. We have SOPs. Um, mm. I am a, 
I, I geek out a little bit over SOPs as well. <laughs> we have everything mapped out on Asana and, you know, our onboarding processes. Basically, everything's, everything's catered towards how easy it is for the client whenever they onboard with us, you know, how simple is it then uh, for them to come through? What's that transition like working with a, a new agency or transitioning from one agency to another? And yeah, it, it, it's also mapped out for the guys as well. So they, they kind of know, but when it does come down to the ad yeah. side of things, you know, they're creative mind minded people. So free yeah. reign. Yeah. hundred percent. I think the the best takeaway that I kind of um, took away from, I guess, when people build processes is that um, having systems and processes actually breeds freedom. So the less mm. systems you actually have in place, the less, um, the more micromanaging you almost need to do. Whereas um, if you have systems in place, you can kind of let, your, your team kind of express themselves and do it the way they want to do, right? As long as some sort yeah. of formula is in place to get the results. Um, yeah. It's really interesting that you mentioned yeah. like you, you have most of your team in, um, in the office like every day. Um, I think a big thing in the digital agency game, a, a big mindset is like, um, oh, we can always work from home. Like we can, we can work remotely. What's the difference? I think when I worked at previous agencies, the sentiment was that, you know, oh, why do we need to work nine to five? We should be able to work from home in the comfort of our, you know, environment and stuff like that. Um, what are your thoughts on, I guess, remote work? And do you think you could probably get the same outcome that you are right now uh, with your agency if you weren't in the office? Yeah, I, um, I, I think I go a little bit against the status quo to what other agency owners believe in. I really dislike remote agencies. Uh, mm. The thought, not, not like dislike their agencies, but the thought of us doing that. One thing th that really pushed me to start this agency at the beginning was the fact that I really hated what I was doing before. And I knew that it comes back to that original point we just made, like nine to five, right? Working is one third of our lives and it's gonna be one third of your life, whether you're at home or whether you're in an office. So you wanna make it as enjoyable as possible. So. My biggest focus is building culture. And if anybody goes onto our Instagram, uh, top tier marketing underscore, you know, you can see that culture. And it's so prevalent yeah. in the way of how everybody enjoys their role, uh, the whole feel of this agency. Whenever these guys come in, um, we're cracking jokes. You know, the oldest person in this agency, by the way, is 25. You know, so we're yeah. all super like minded. <laughs> we all have the same friends and the same uh, circle on the Gold Coast. So uh, it is. So in my mind, so, so important to have that culture because that transitions into everything else that gets done into the agency. And, you know, that, that transpires over to things like uh, work that gets done for clients and, and the passion they hold for the clients they manage. You know, we're, we're really focused. We, we only have like eight to 10 clients that one individual digital strategist will work with and then they're capped. Yeah. Like, that's it. Because yeah. that allows them to really hold that passion for that business, right? They yeah. treat it like it's their own. And that stuff doesn't come from, uh, I, I would find it hard to believe that someone would find that same passion uh, by working remotely when there's not six other people around you carrying yeah. that same emotion and firing you up too, you know? Yeah. So it's, I believe that to, you know, you can increase your profit margins by 10, 15% and, you know, take more money home with you and that's fine. Yeah. Or you could create an epic workspace that you love coming into every day. I yeah. love coming into work every day. These guys, same thing. We got ping pong tables, basketball yeah. hoops set up down below. I mean, like it is such a vibe in here and, and it's, it's, it's a great time. And, and that's what I'm focused on. You know, I, 
I like money and I like earning money and all that kind of stuff, but it's definitely not one of my bigger drivers. My mm. bigger driver, my biggest driver is uh, life experience. I'm only here for 90 years. I want to make sure that, you know, from 20 to however old I am in, in this business, and I hope it's yeah. forever, uh, that I'm having the best time doing it. So yeah. that's where my focus is. And I guess, look, if you're, if you're more focused on money and, and, and making bigger profits, yeah, go the uh, outsourcing agency route. That's, that's yeah. perfectly fine. If it works for you, it works for you. But that's my focus is a little bit different. Yeah, no, that's so, such a good answer. And I think I would 100%, to be honest, I, I absolutely love that. I think a lot of people have different, I guess, um, opinions on like working um, like in an office environment versus like remotely. Um, I, yeah. I do kind of, I don't like the idea of nine to five strict, like no matter what you need to clock off at 5 p.m. I think, look, as long as you're, because mm. I, I, I'm a big believer in sprints and getting work done. Like I'd rather 30, 30 hours of real work rather than 40 hours of, you know, uh, fake work. I in agree sense. that, yeah. Um, but yeah. I think like from our experience of working remotely for about six months, because we, we, we do now have an office in the, in the CBD of Brisbane and, um, you know, with, with the six months of working remotely when we're starting this business, Jake and I, we kind of fell into this trap of um, it, it did kind of feel like just the job you clock on for and you kind of, um, not really mm. bouncing ideas, having that social <clears throat> communication and that, that, I don't know, that interaction to kind of motivate yeah. you to do more because there is just that that emotion that you're missing every day and it kind of just, it doesn't motivate you as much. Whereas we come in the office, we see yeah. each other crack jokes, you know, ideas are flowing and the morale is kind of more better. Um, you could probably argue yeah. that some days aren't as productive in the office just because you, there is that interaction here and there. It's, not always yeah. 100% as productive as, you know, work remotely, smash out all your work. But I think there is a, there is a bit of a cost to that, um, obviously culture. So um, apart from like Yeah, that, but like, uh, yeah. just cut it out there, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say um, that whole thing of like, you know, work remotely and smash out your work done and you're able to get that done. I mean, yeah. like how, how often can you keep doing that? Yeah. Um, you know, when, when are you going to add in that, um, that cultural feel, you know, that I think that that, at that point, uh, with that mindset, it's great because you do get so much work done and I a hundred percent appreciate that. Um, but I, yeah, will someone get tired of that in a year. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's like, it's, it's not comparing apples with apples when you're looking at, okay. Um, working nine to five office versus working remotely. If you're basing it off of just productivity, yes, remote work, you could work from home versus the office, but that only comes in that argument only comes into play when the culture in the office is bad right when the culture in the office yeah. is really good and everyone's vibing and you know really really enjoying it then working remotely it's not the same argument it's not about oh we can do the same job at home it's like no you can do the same job at home but you don't get the same experience as the office and you know interacting with everybody so like from my experience exactly with right. other agencies the culture wasn't there, the love coming into work, you know, love talking to everybody. Um, mm -hmm. So the argument was always, yeah, we can do the exact same thing as we do here than at home because what we do in the office yeah. is basically, we silo ourselves into a corner anyway. So obviously the argument right. is we can do the same thing at home. Whereas with you guys, it's different. It's a different argument. We love coming into work. There's this bond, there's, you know, this motivation. So. I think, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. I, yeah. 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 So I think just to add on that, like Jacob and I, we, we do have an office right here, but once we do get, uh, you know, a bigger team, we're going to hopefully, you know, get our own office similar to you guys. 
um, you know, building yeah. that, how to create this awesome culture kind of thing. Cause um, you know, having the yeah. ping pong tables and like, you know, basketball and stuff. I think that's super, super awesome for culture. Um, yeah. And I, I think as yeah. well with that uh, one thing, and this is like advice as you start to yeah. build your team. And this is something that I came to realize in the last like six to eight months. Um, when you're so young and you're just like, you got your head in the sand, always just thinking about business growth, business growth, all this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and then when it comes time to onboard a lot of that stuff, you then need to start thinking about them and realizing that these guys are coming out of uni. They're very career focused and orientated and you actually have to build that career for them. Yeah. Right. You have to give them that pathway of, Hey, this is where you are now within this agency. This is where you could be in a year. This is where you could be in three years. And in 10 yeah. years, this is where I see the agency. And these are where, you know, the CMO position will then be available. Where yeah. do you want to go? And understanding that these guys want that progression within their lifestyles and want to feel like they're working towards something instead of just coming in and doing that day-to-day -day thing is yeah. so important. So that's why, you know, uh, recently, well, I think like six months ago now, we created all these different roles in the agency. We have mm. junior digital strategist, a digital strategist, a senior, and then a managing digital strategist. So mm. I awarded that one to Laura. Uh, Mark is a senior. We have two uh, digital strategists, which is Maddie and Mia. And then we have a client services coordinator and then managing client services coordinator. Yeah. And then I showed them a 2023 plan where you see like a CMO role becoming available, another managing digital strategist and mm. team breakdowns. Yeah. And when these guys, you know, obviously when you go from a junior to a digital or a digital to a senior, there's pay rises, there's all these things that get to come into play. And that's what they want to see. They want to yeah. see that there is this pathway for growth within this agency or else they go somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, that, that's such a, such a good point. I think the, the, the biggest thing for an employee or even just someone coming out of uni is that progression. And if they see that they're stagnant mm. anyway, even if it's like a, a dream job, if for a year or a year and a half, they're in the same role, you know, same pay. They're like, so what am I doing in my life? I need progression. I need growth. So that is 100%. Super yeah. Yeah. And these guys, you know, they're like, they're like my closest friends, but they can yeah. only be as loyal to me as they possibly can be. Um, and if I'm not facilitating on my end with those roles yeah. and with that progression, um, you know, they're going to think about themselves first. It's their lives. They need to take care of themselves. And if there's some guy out there offering them 70K, 80K salaries with better benefits, they're going to take that route. And that's yeah. just the way it is. So yeah. by understanding that, then you'll be able to uh, prevent that from happening and keep these guys with you. Yeah. So how do you go about actually empowering your team then and keeping them, I guess, constantly learning and motivated and actually nurturing them to these, to get to these um, roles? Yeah, great question. So within each role, everybody has a different responsibility. So I give mm -hmm. Laura, who's a managing digital strategist, she's one that has limited amount of clients. She works with our biggest clients. Um, yep. And she basically does a lot of learnings and trainings by herself. And then she hosts those trainings uh, and, and uh, passes that knowledge through, you know, a, a presentation or, what, or whatever it might be with the yeah. other guys. So they're constantly learning. We're constantly buying online courses and we're called constantly, you know, talking about Facebook reps and getting on seminars and stuff like that. So that's basically how other people are always um, keeping up with their learnings. How we mm. keep them motivated is we have, you know, KPIs and then rewards for that. Something that we're implementing uh, next year is, uh, you know, giving them a cut for any clients that they might bring on. So yeah. if they, you know, bring on a new one. A lot of these guys know massive brands just from friends and stuff like that. So mm. they want to have an incentive to bring them into an agency instead of them doing mm. a freelancing um, outside of work. And then, you know, who knows where that could lead them, maybe yeah. away from our agency. So 
they uh, things like that to keep them motivated and, and incentivized to stay with us and bring in new business as well. Mm. Um, and then we we do things like quarterly events. Um, we we go out for drinks all the time because you know we're just very alike. Yeah. So we do things like that. And then we also have every year a big budgeted trip. So last mm. year we took everybody to Airlie. We were going to go to Queenstown. Um, but last year we went to Airlie Beach, which was amazing. And yeah, you know, we paid yeah. for everybody to go there. We said if we hit the budget, we would go. Uh, two years ago, we went to Queenstown in New Zealand, um, mm. took everybody there. So that was amazing. Um, next year, we're, we're tossing up between either Bali, uh, Japan or Queenstown. And yeah. uh, that's a massive, that's probably the biggest motivator that we have. So, you know, every month we'll sit down, we'll do a budget review, we'll look where the agency's at. If we hit these extra, we have our you know baseline budget and then our year trip budget. And yeah. I, I believe that even though that trip taking, I don't even know how many people we're going to be at by mid next year, let's say it's like 10, right? Mm. Taking 10 people over to Bali or Queenstown or wherever I might be, it's not cheap. But if you were to map out and budget that extra bit of cash that you need each and every month and then give that, guy, give that to the guys and say, hey, if you get us there and they help mm. out with client retention and, and new business, we'll all go to Queenstown. And yeah. in their minds, that's what they're always thinking about month on month. And I'm constantly reminding them through these meetings. So that's a big, big motivator as well. Yeah. That helps out massively with culture. Um, and like that last trip that we did to Ellie Beach was like the funnest weekend ever. We went on yeah. Thursday. Um, we you know went out every night, had mad dinners, uh, went jet skiing. We Queenstown, we um, all went snowboarding and did ATV riding. So like it, it was yeah. such a great time. Yeah. Um, and it brings the whole team closer. So things like that, you know, incentivizing and keeping them motivated. That's, that's kind of how we do it. Yeah. I think Jacob and I have a similar thing. Um, like, obviously we're not obviously nearly as big as you guys. We do have a team, but they're more remotely, but when we do bring a, a team together, that is kind of our similar, similar goal, you know, have empowering the team members, you know, incentivizing them constantly like teaching them and educating them to, I guess, have that progression, but also rewarding them, you know, every, and not yeah. just like rewarding one department. I think the worst thing you can do is reward people, um, I guess, differently than others. Cause it is a bit of a team, team uh, environment. Cause I mean, I, I, mm. my background is I, I do play, a, um, you know, sport. I play soccer um, quite not competitively, but I mean, at a, at a decent level. Um, and I know yeah. what happens when, when you reward one person and you neglect everybody else, it creates this toxic environment. So it's almost like, you know, you have a sales team and then your implementation team. If you're only rewarding the sales team, you're going to create this toxic environment where people think that they get treated differently and that's the worst thing ever. So one thing that Jacob and I yeah. want to still to really build this thing um, is rewarding every single team member because it all adds to it. When, when one person yeah. is slacking or not pulling their weight and everybody, you know, gets a bonus for, you know, client retention and stuff, you will start to see people actually going above and beyond, you know, call, not calling out, but kind of motivating the other team members. Like, Hey man, you need to pick up, pick up your slack because you know, this is a team team environment. We need to do this together. Yeah. We need to be performing to do this. So I think that's, that's such an important aspect of it. It's definitely, you know, it is a bit of a loss in terms of profitability, but when you look at the long term, the client retention, the the time you save, um, not having to onboard new employees and stuff, it definitely does probably work out better um, from a business 100%. standpoint. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. 
Cool. So, I mean, last, last thing I'd love to ask you is, you know, where do you want to take top tier? Obviously you, you kind of mentioned you want to create this awesome environment, uh, which I guess you already are, but you know, how big do you want to take, take this thing? Um, I've been having serious about that side of growth. Um, and I always thought, you know, answering that question, uh, to say, you know, get to a team of 50 and, um, mm. you know, do all this kind of stuff. But I've come to learn that we can have a small tight knit team and help out just massive brands really scale further. And, you know, when you onboard and work with the right brands, you don't actually need that team of 50. Um, mm. You kind of maybe need a team of 20 and a team of 25 maybe uh, and work with, you know, high value businesses. So I think next year um, we definitely want to start growing our team. Our plan is to get to at least 15 people. Um, mm. And our, I think our overall impact is, we set goals based on, you know, ourselves and our team growth. So like getting to 15 people. And then as well as that setting, what we want to do in regards to our clients impact on their industries. So I think mm. we would love to achieve, I think we were talking about it with something like 25 or $30 million in revenue from our, uh, that our clients have achieved through our ads. Yeah. This year we did like 11 million um, mm. in, overall sales we calculated and we were just like holy crap yeah you know, that, that, that's amazing that's awesome um what if we what if we were able to help our clients and and say that yeah based on uh you know 10 million in ad spend we got uh or 50 or 40 million back in return you know that would to me would be like jesus you know a massive achievement not just on ourselves but for our clients as well um yeah and and that that's coming from a position of like I love the people that we work with. So I'm super focused on this next year, really growing um, to work with more clients like the ones that we have, because the ones that we have are literally the funnest people to work with. They're yeah. exactly the same as us, carry the exact same ambitions, you know, they, and, and a lot of them started off at, uh, you know, that 10, $15,000 a month mark. And then after working with them, you know, we've, we've moved them out of their houses to the, to a warehouse to, mm. you know, doing six and seven figures a month. Like we've worked with some brands that got to started off a $2,000 spend and then, um, and now spending two over $200,000 a month on ads. Yeah. It's crazy. So we want to, we want to make, I think in the next couple of years, more impacts like that on small businesses mm. in Australia and maybe going out to the United States, but for now we're focusing on yeah. Australia. Um, and yeah, kind of achieving that impact. I also want us to be like known as uh, one of the most well-known agencies in Queensland, I think within the next year and mm -hmm. known for being honest and carrying a lot of integrity and taking care of the people that we work with because a lot of agencies nowadays have bad raps or mm -hmm. reps, sorry. And um, yeah, we want to yeah. kind of change that route and change that uh, mindset. Yeah. That's a really good answer. I think literally Jake and I literally, doing the same thing, you know, building an agency, honest transparency, amazing culture, and just getting awesome results for clients. I think um, it's really funny you mentioned that, yeah, it's more about impact rather than making money yourself because, um, you know, being a business owner, you, you do see both both ends, right? You do see the money coming in, also the, the impact that you have on the other businesses. Um, but yeah. I, can tell, I can say from my experience, you know, we land a, you know, a $4,000 client or whatever, um, and it's like, yeah, yeah, a bit of a win. Yeah, cool. You know, awesome, big client. And then, you know, I get a phone call from a, a, a smaller client, you know, spending, you know, a couple thousand dollars. Hey, man, we just launched. And within the day, we've made $6,000. And it kind of just like this, it's a different feeling. You're like, oh, man, like, 
yes, like it feels so good to be able to help people yeah. like you. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's much more fulfilling. And that's kind of why you yeah. remember why you're in the game in the first place to help, you know, just simple business owners, you know, get to where they want to be. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah you're changing yeah. livelihoods, man. It's, it's, it's a great gig. Yeah. What a, what a great industry to be in. Super, super unique. Yeah. yeah. So 100%. Uh, just uh, before I let you go, um, if, if you had to do this all again, what, I guess, what advice would you give to yourself um, or anybody else looking to get into this game? Um, don't doubt yourself. Don't overthink everything. You know, I remember when I first started, I just was like, oh, I'm not smart enough or I didn't yeah. get as good grades as everybody else did in uni. And, you know, I didn't have this and don't compare yourself either. Like I just compared myself against everybody. So yeah, just yeah. know who you are know what you can do um don't set too high of expectations on yourself and if you really think that uh what you're doing or what you're trying to do can create a better lifestyle for yourself go all in and just give it your best shot uh you've got nothing to lose if you're young you got nothing to lose um yeah. if you're that bit older who cares? Do it anyway. You've got life. It's not super cliche. You hear it from every single business owner, but I can say from my experience that this is the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. And I love every single day that I live. Um, take that leap of faith, go full in head first. Don't overthink things and uh, yeah, give it, give it all you got. Yeah. Such a good answer, mate. Awesome. All right. So um, where can people find you if they, I guess, um, want to want to work with you? Yeah, so our website is www.toptiermarketing.com.au. Um, definitely check out our Instagram. We are on our DMs all the time. So shoot us through a DM if you uh, have any questions or are looking to get started with ads or looking to really scale up your e-commerce brands. Um, yeah. yeah, other than that, yeah, f follow along for the journey, I guess. We're, yeah. we're, we're pretty active on socials. Yeah, awesome. We're following all pretty close as well. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for your time and really appreciate the chat today. Ah, unreal. Thanks for having me.